see a bunch of jerseys back there huh oh my uh my kansas city chiefs corner oh barf we got a chiefs fan in the house this is broncos country get out oh my god <laughs> puke that's disgusting <laughs> you're disgusting what are you talking about uh, i lived in uh, i lived in kansas city when i was little so okay okay you gotta stay loyal my entire life we we had a rough go but we're good now we're good now yeah, y'all have been doing pretty well, huh? These last few years. Yeah, if uh, if our quarterback's girlfriend would just be quiet. <laughs> Who is that again? Is she an influencer? Patrick Mahomes. I, apparently, I, I don't know why, but people don't like his fiance for some reason. They make memes out of her and stuff. I don't know. Aw. Hmm. Sucks. <laughs> Interesting. I I, it's really weird. I don't know. It's like a whole thing I, I see like on, on social media. I don't really get it, but. NFL know, culture. I guess. Well, I mean, speaking of sports, you just got to work with Shaq. Like, he's the man. What? Give us the rundown that a, on that. That was a good segue. <laughs> yeah, that was a good segue transition. Um, so, basically, it, it was kind of in regards to, like, my first initial, like, interaction with him. It was kind of, like, really, really lucky. Um, so, so, at Lost Lands last year, I didn't spend very much time, like, in the artist tent, like, at all. Um, and honestly, I wasn't supposed to be there on Sunday. I, I originally, we weren't even going to go, uh, but then we ended up going. And I, the one time I was in the artist lounge, we had just got there. And then you see like this Mercedes Benz, like sprinter, uh, pull up with like a police escort and stuff. And I'm like, no way. I'm like the mm -hmm. fact that I'm sitting like and and then him and his team like pop out and you know then we had an interaction as he was walking towards uh Wampy Wood stage where his set was because yeah. he's playing at like 5 5 30 or something like that like middle of the day yeah I remember. um and actually the funny thing is is my media guy ran after him and like literally ran up to him and, and, and like tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> he was able climbed, to reach his shoulder, <laughs> climbed on a ladder yeah, to tap like, him. <laughs> like this. Uh, and, and he was like, Hey, uh, you play my friends, uh, you play my friend's music. Would you like to meet him? And, and, and I was like walking up like behind, him. he literally sprinted after him. Um, mm. And myself, uh, who was back there with me at the same time, uh, like also got lucky too. So it was me, uh, Chassie, um, cause you know, Chassie is a huge like Lakers fan and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Chassie was back there. Out. Um, you say B flow was back there. I think, uh, not many, honestly, not many artists were back there at all when he showed up. Mm -hmm. Um, was and, this and, was this in the artist section or behind one yeah Woods? yeah yeah so okay. he so he it was like you know like right at the corner of main stage like where you walk to go into the crowd yeah mm -hmm. or like down that long like dirt pathway it was like right there um mm -hmm. while jessica Otterford was playing on main or whatever and we he taps on him and then he meets me and he takes like i have a bunch of pictures of him like he started like introducing me to people 
Oh, wow. Which was like, which like, and there's a video <laughs> that my fiance has on her phone. Cause I've, I've been a huge, I saw him play like in, in the NBA when I was little, like, I, like live and stuff. And like, you know, I was a big like athlete, like growing up. So whenever he was like, he started, he put his big arm around me and he was just like, he started like introducing me to people. And there was a video that you could like see my soul leave my body. Wow. Like I was <laughs> like, this is like, like life is insane. Like this, what is like, this is like the most dominant center of all time. Like mm-hmm. what probably in the top five most recognizable people on planet earth. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Like everybody he, knows who he is. Yeah. You can't yeah. turn your TV on without seeing him. So I was you know. just going to say he's in so many commercials now. We literally Everything. saw him on a commercial the other day. We we're like, wait, that's Shaq. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but he's, he honestly, him, his team, like, he's one of the most like genuine, like likable people, like just genuinely just nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for somebody who they have to be like for somebody who represents so many brands and so many things, uh, you know, he, he's, that's just authentically like who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really cool, you know, to see somebody of that stature be still very like, you know, human. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole experience of working with him and his team and the song and everything, and it's doing pretty well. And it's awesome. Like yeah. I play with him on Saturday in Atlanta. So oh, wow. I saw that. Congrats. Yeah, kind of like, what night uh, at uh, Iris, but it's called Believe Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of like the, the last minute, like special guest or whatever. So I'm going to be closing after him. So what? it's going to be, and it, and it got announced it's completely sold out today. So what? Congrats. It's going to be That's nuts. Amazing. Hell yeah. yeah. And congrats on being featured in Forbes too. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, dude, like this is, this has been, this has been crazy uh, the past couple months. So just, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. sick. I mean, it's been super awesome watching your journey in such a short yeah. amount of time ever since we had you on the riot control radio series. Remember right. that? When was that? Like two it was years last ago? year. I was feel like it was like, years ago. It might, I think it was like at the beginning of COVID, wasn't it? Was it, it, was, was yeah. it around yeah. that time? Yeah. June, 2020, I think. I think. Yeah. It's been such a wild ride, dude. <laughs> it, like yeah, two it years has. and like that flew by so quick. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, I mean, it, you just gotta, you just gotta keep pushing and keep working and stuff. And, 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 and I've, I've always been a true believer of like, if you put the work in, like you'll get, you'll get shit like out of it. Like well, it might take a little bit of time, but you know, you just got to stay the course and trust the process and, and just keep like working. Mm-hmm. And you know, and not giving up and because we're in a, we're in a very, like, I'm a very like mental health is number one type person. And this industry sometimes see so you can get, you know, wrapped into things and, and, and it can hurt your mental and stuff with all the stresses that come with it. And, you know, I have, I've always been one to turn when I do feel that type of stuff, you know, whether I need to take a break from it or I can, I can use music like for that outlet, for that release, for that, you know, it, it, that therapy, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody, all artists and everybody in this industry and stuff, especially with COVID happening and, and, and all that stuff and, and the hit that all of us took, um, you know, y- you really need to take time and you need to focus on mental health if you have to, because it's super important. And, you know, especially, you know, I stopped, I stopped drinking like a year and a half ago, like completely. And like, my life has like completely changed and I've been more focused and more driven. Cause I'm like nine years into this, 
So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I started DJing and producing like, well, producing probably in like 2014, but like before that for two years, I was DJing like three, four nights a week in nightclubs, you know, throughout Charlotte and like the region, Um, you know, and essentially making a name for myself that way. But that was, yeah, that was back in like 2012. Uh, yeah. And now it's so close to 10 years. Actually, it might be 10 years now. 10 so, year overnight it, success. It's yeah. been a, it's been, you know, it's mm-hmm. been it's been a journey, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. And I just I'm more driven and hungry than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know? It's also cool to like see, like Jesse said, two years ago, you were on the mix series. And I feel like it's cool to just know you as a person. Like I know you, I first knew you as Matt's friend, you know, like that's how we first met you. And then we ran into you at the hotel in Minneapolis and stuff, but like. (laughs) That was hilarious. That was hilarious (laughs) because Matt was, I saw Matt's, Matt's was like, who the he was kind of just like because I kind of like ran up on y'all a little bit I was like yo what's up dude yeah we were like (laughs) chilling drinking a coffee checking out and Freaky walks up to us and I was like who is this oh because I was like is this a fan like who's this this fan (laughs) (laughs) who is this kid (laughs) no that was fun how did that show go by the way did you do you play Skyway Theater yeah yeah I uh I played the loft. So that, that was my second time, uh, playing Skyway. The first time I played was, uh, I actually played the main room. Like, like it was either right before COVID or like during the first wave of COVID kind of ended and things opened up for like a temporary time. And then they like closed back. I think Mm -hmm. it was some weird timing thing. I don't know. They were still like distancing and like all that stuff. So but they held it in the main room, which, you know, I, I didn't really understand, but still it was, it was a pretty good turnout and stuff. And then the loft was crazy. I, I honestly, I prefer the loft. I just like that, that closer, um, more intimate, that closer crowd. intimate vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those crowds are nuts up there. We went yeah, to Minneapolis crazy. and I was not expecting there to be a line when doors were opening and like mm-hmm. they packed it out. There were a couple hundred people there just like yeah. headbanging. And it's it was crazy. Awesome. I love going up there. Mm-hmm. Last time I went, I went to the Mall of America, which I never saw. And then I went and I was I was mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get to make it out to that one. We went through like some of the tunnels, you know, they have tunnels that connect the skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And then we went over to North Dakota, which like they have a crazy scene there too, which North Dakota, you would never be like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of headbangers there. Yeah. There were. <laughs> it's crazy, man. This yeah. music travels. It's it's growing it by the day. And and I think I think very, you know, very soon it's probably gonna take over like the number one like genre of music in the world. I think. Yeah, I it agree. It slowly like, is. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Cause I work for a promoter in Miami right now. We're throwing a bunch mm. of shows next week for Miami music week. And mm. the shows that are doing the best are the dubstep ones, like Zed's dad, subtronic slander nightmare. Like those are yeah. the ones that are doing so well right now. And people it's just crazy. eat that up. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. No, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, for you, like I have a question. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of other artists are curious to hear this. Like I mentioned earlier, just it's been two years since we've known you and had you on that mix series. So seeing how far you've come since Mm -hmm. then is really inspiring. And I'm sure to a lot of other artists as well. So like Mm -hmm. what advice would you have for any artists who 
are trying to break through to that level where you are right now, where you're starting to land all these big collabs, like with Shaq, you're landing all these festival bookings, like the Thunder Beats one, Lost Lands. Like what advice would you have for those types of artists? Have that production down, they have their brand down. They just can't seem to land those types of bookings or those connections. Um, so just going, I'm, I'm going to answer the question just based on, you know, my experiences. Cause I just feel like that's all I can really talk about just cause especially for as long I've, as I've been doing this and, and, you know, I've, I've hit setbacks, I've hit like all these things and, and, you know, branding is important that I, I figured out, um, you know, this year specifically the importance of because I did a whole new like rebranding mm-hmm. or it, it almost like an evolution of I didn't rebrand, but I gave meaning to what I want my brand to represent. Um, and it evolved. I, yeah. And and the music, sadly, nowadays, like when I started doing this, so like 2012 was like a completely different time going into like maybe even 2015 2016 so you had like your like festival trap like era you had like the big room was still like really really huge at that time and really all you had to do uh and the soundcloud heydays mm-hmm. you know remember yeah. the sound when yeah. everything was going through soundcloud before yeah. like spotify popped off and all that stuff so really all you had to do at that time was you just had to make really really good music like consistently for a very long time and you gained a fan base that way nowadays like you it's not just about your branding and your your music sadly the power of social media nowadays is very very in all of the platforms like it's very key to your overall success i feel like and and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like a lot of uh promoters and 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 festival goers and and show throwers in general I think artists get fixated on monthly listeners on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally, like, I don't think that it really matters as much, as much as I would like it to, but it, it, I don't think it matters. And it depends on how, like how many people you can put in the door, how many people gravitate towards you, relate to you. Like if, if you're a relatable person and you're using social media to show people, not just you as an artist, but you as a person, mm-hmm. I feel like, People want to be able to, especially if you have fans who are supporters who look up to you, they want to feel, you know, r- relatable to you. You want to, yeah. you want to be somebody who they can be like, this person's going through the same things I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, he's still a human being. Like they're still, they still have everyday struggles that that normal people have because essentially we are just normal people. This is just how we express ourselves. This is our art, you know? And I think nowadays it sucks because it doesn't suck, but it's a lot of work to be able to break through. But, and and you just got to have patience. Like you have to trust, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, my, my manager actually, uh, Shay, he's always just like, be patient, relax, yeah. like trust yep. the process, you know? And for me, I'm, I've just always been like a, a, like a workhorse. I'm just like yes. I'm in studio every day. I'm just, you know, I'm cranking stuff out. I've been, I've been like that. And, you know, I, I've had to be patient uh, with this project that I have coming up um, that's going to be released and everything. So like, 
it, it's been it's been hard to because I'm just like I'm ready I'm ready to get it out I'm yeah. ready to I'm ready like, to show everybody thing? all this <laughs> stuff right you know and and I have to understand that big picture type thing like yeah trust yeah. the process be patient like yeah. you know and it, it's a very hard thing to do because I feel like in EDM you want that instant success you want mm-hmm especially as it's become more popular, DJs are popping out of the woodworks every single day, you know, and, you know, cause it essentially like from being a DJ first, I can say like, I can probably teach somebody how to DJ in an hour, mm-hmm. you know, like if you can do simple math, if you can count to eight, you can probably DJ, you know, it, it, it's, that's, that's just my opinion, by the way. Um, Disclaimer. Yeah. It's just my opinion. <laughs> All the haters out don't, there. Shut don't, up. Don't, don't come after me. I promise. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Uh, don't cancel most, him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. No, no. But um, no, I just, I, it, it's very hard. Uh, and I have, I have talks with younger artists who are starting out uh, very often, um, just regionally and, and people around my area. And, you know, I, I, I tell them all the same thing. I'm like, you just got to, you got to stick to yourself you got to stick to your work your art you create whatever you want to make whatever makes you happy do that and if you just consistently work for a very i mean it, I, they don't like when i say this but i'm just like it, it takes a long time like and i give an example for me like i just told you guys i'm like nine years almost 10 years like it, and i'm just kind of to the point where i'm like I haven't even scratched the surface of what I want, what my goal has been when I started this thing. Like, but it's been a process, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and you just got to trust that and you got to trust your gut and you got to make whatever you want. And, and cause you know, you want to be happy doing your passion. Like you, yeah. you don't want to do something. You don't want to, you don't want to be fake or anything like that. Like you just, just create whatever you want to create and things will fall into place. I mean, if you just put the work in, think good things will happen. Yeah. And I think like also kind of being comfortable with being uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. I always say this, like if you're uncomfortable at a job, that's really challenging. And like, you're just like, Oh, I'm so like, I don't know what I'm doing. That means that you're going to be learning a lot. And like, that's, what's going to ultimately push you forward and get you to be closer to the finish line than you were before you started, because you're learning new things and and you're just challenging yourself to doing things that you never would have done before. But Mm -hmm. I also think that like, there's an aspect of at least being in the EDM industry where you have to like learn how to be a self-made marketer. Like you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to market yourself and you have to know like that tone of your brand and that tone of your personality that makes you relatable to people. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, even just last week, you know, I was hanging out with Matt and I was like, do you have any new photos this week for your rollout for your upcoming single? And he was like, no. So I took, I took him outside. I forced him to go outside and I took a bunch of photos with my camera. I was like, you have to have new content for this stuff. Right. Like it's not going to do as well as it would if people are seeing old content. So Steph, Steph stays on me about that too, all the time, like daily. And yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it because that's, that's what she needs to do. Like she, I, I, I need kind of like that kick in the ass sometimes. Like yeah. I really do, especially mm-hmm. with content and photos and brainstorming different things to post and things like that. Still learning, but yeah. yeah. And it's also really important to find the positive in that. Like there's like, what I mean by that is like, there's this book that I've been reading. It's called the no complaining rule. And mm-hmm. I saw it at the bookshelf. I was at Barnes and Nobles. I just, I don't know. I just had like a bad day and I was like, I need to go find some inspiration. <laughs> so I went and I there. saw, 
I was out there. I was like, I need to just, whatever book stands out to me, I'm going to buy it and take it. And it was the no complaining rule because I've been finding myself complaining a lot at my day job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to find some more positivity into my life. And the key thing that they say is instead of saying, I have to do this, change it to, I get to. So mm-hmm. with me, like with Welcome Records and with Dubstep FBI, like there's a lot, there's a lot of content creation involved. There's a lot of video editing involved, a lot of podcast editing. Like there's just little tedious things that maybe not the average person would want to do. So there's moments where I find mm-hmm. myself complaining, like, oh my God, I have to work on this. I have to work mm-hmm. on that. And then with my day job too. But then I'm like, you know what? I get to build an empire. I get to add value to others. I get to make an impact really. And that's like- right what brings joy into my life. And I think for other artists, instead of complaining, it's like, you know what? I get to have access to a computer. I get to go on YouTube and learn from others. I get to be able to build a life that I want that's going to serve me in the long run. So I think just changing that mindset of I have to do this to I get to is really key. And it's been like really inspiring me (laughs) these last few days. So I'm like really glad that I went out and just like went and bought this book because it's I really I'm going to use that I'm going to use that I like that I like that I like that saying that's you know it's a it's a different way of thinking you know it it's and it's super positive like that's I mean, I'm going to use it I'm going to write that yeah. down <laughs> yeah it's super helps. important <laughs> that's I was awesome just, yeah I was just going to say like at the beginning of every day I've done this before where you just have a whole stretch where every day you write down what you're grateful for and mm-hmm. like, that's just a simple, like mind hack that can help you just start your day so much better. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. going back, going back to your, your, your comment about, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one example of that, that is, that's like me in a nutshell, like, because I literally like, I have so much like unreleased music and stuff. And like my fiance always is like, she's like, why are you she's like you made another tune you made another tune and I'm like she's like don't you have like don't you have like 25 and I'm like I'm just not I'm not a complacent person like I'm just I'm because you know another thing that I tell younger kids and I'm like look every track that you make like you're probably not going to release like Mm -hmm. I probably scrap you know 75 to 80 percent of the tracks that I make yeah. But every single track that I do make, you have to treat it as as practice because you are the same way you would prepare for, um, you know, like say you're an athlete and you and say you have baseball practice. OK, mm-hmm. the game is the fun part, you know, like going in and traveling or, or playing in front of people. And it's very similar to performing live and playing a DJ set at a festival at a show. But the work is done prior yeah you know the fun is where where you let everything or the the, sh- the show or the game is where you let everything like hang out you know yeah. yeah but the real like tedious work like the weight room treat the weight room like your studio and and vice versa you know it's it's it, it's you have to be prepared for everything and mm-hmm. if you're not prepared for that show that show might not go well the same way if you're not prepared for that game you might strike out three times you know, and, and I kind of had, I think being an ex-athlete has given me um, this kind of work ethic in regards to day in and day out, just forcing, like, I don't even think about it anymore just because it's been so long. Like I get up and, and I just come sit in this chair, 
Yeah. Just, it just, I don't, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, I, it's like a, it's like a magnet. I don't know. I just, I, I, it's, it's always been that way. And then just, you know, you just had to, you, you can't create things if you're not sitting here willing to create. Yeah. And like, I have a couple of points related to that too. The first one is, I think I heard it in relation to like Beethoven or someone, but it takes 10,000 hours to master a skill. So mm-hmm. like you should be trying to produce for 10,000 hours until you feel comfortable enough to like, you know, publish more music and things like that. Like you should always be striving to put in 10,000 hours into mm-hmm. your hobby so that you can right. master it. Yes. And like the second point to that, it's actually a question, but related to what you said about sitting on like 80% of your music never coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on self-releasing versus releasing with a label? Cause like when, cause I see Matt produce a new song, it's like two or three a week. And I'm yeah. like, are you ever going to put this out? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, and then he, you know, he'll do a self-release and it won't go as well as he wants it to. Or like, sometimes you have to dump a ton of money into self-release, right. things like that. So I'm curious, like what what do you prefer? What do you see are the benefits of each? Like, um, it, it uh, honestly, a lot of it, uh, sadly is, is a financial thing because when you're, when you're, you, you want to reach as many people as you can. So mm-hmm. with self-releases, like I only would do a self-release if I have, you know, a certain budget that I can push it. Because if I'm going to self-release something, I still want to get that uh, that same reach and the same amount of streams or, or anything like that. I want it to do. I want it to do well. Yeah. And if that means that I have to throw money at it, you know, this is what I do. So I'll make that investment uh, and not think twice. Because you know, every everything at a certain point, everything you put out you know, matters. And that, and that's a direct representation as you as an artist and you growing as an artist every, with every single release. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, as artists, we just want to put out better and better, better content. Uh, and you don't want to like miss the mark. Like you don't want to put something out and self-release something. And then only 2000 people hear it or something like that. Like you want to get, you want to get the masses, you know, to try to hear your stuff. And one way to accomplish that other than being very well connected, I feel like as you have to have, you know, a somewhat of, of a, of a budget in regards to like PR marketing, um, Spotify playlisting, you know, all those things. Um, and I've just felt, you know, with a lot of my stuff coming, uh, on Subsidia, they do a very good job of really helping their artists like grow. They really care about the growth of the artists. And they want all the artists that they associate with to, you know, grow with them and to succeed. Uh, And I've dealt with labels in the past and and that haven't done that. And I feel like they do it the correct way uh, just from working with them since what was it, 2020, like the fall or winter of 2020 is when -hmm. when Subsidia was uh, revealed to people. And, you know, it's very hard to want to deal with other labels just because, I've dealt with really bad ones, but I've also dealt with really good ones. And so, you know, and I really decide on whether who I, you know, release with based on the first like interaction that I have with them and what their plans are, because me and uh, Steph and Shay, we come very, you know, prepared Mm -hmm. uh, with releases. And we really, you know, we usually always have a plan for everything. And, And like with the, with the diesel release, like we really had, 
all this laid out and a plan and everything like that. And Subsidia kind of matched that. And they, they, in regards to communicating about the release and the amount of time that we spent, like planning the rollout and everything like that, that's what I feel like. If I don't get that, then I feel very like iffy about releasing with a label that is, you know, very iffy about that. So, yeah. And I mean, Subsidia is also kind of like a unique case because it's only two years, it's less than two years old and right. it's pulling people like over 50,000 streams on comps and things like that. Like that is a mm -hmm. really rare case. I would just that's great with as many tracks as they release. That's That's a crazy number. If you, it's if you insane. actually break it down, they're about like it. one of the biggest labels right now. They just pull streams out of, I don't know where they, I don't know. There's a lot of headbangers out there. Well, I mean, I mean, lot, I yeah, mean, it's Excision, a very unique market. at the top of the food chain right now. Uh -huh. I and mean, he's, he's up there. He's kind of, you know, he he's, he's at the tippy top. I feel like right now, just. Mm -hmm. I have a question. I'm curious to hear your take on this and you, I don't know if you want to answer it, but so, um, you know how Subtronics is getting really big right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some, someone told me that they think Subtronics is going to get bigger than Excision soon. Like, do you think that's true? I mean, I don't think it's a matter of whether it's true or not. I think, I think, you know, you should want as an artist, like, I mean, you should want to be bigger than excision. You mm -hmm. should want to be, you know, you set the goals for yourself. And, you know, if, if Subtronics and if he thinks that he can be bigger than him, power to him. And I hope he, I hope he, you know, accomplishes his goal mm -hmm. because, you know, not, that's not a knock on, on, on excision at all. But just like as artists, we should all strive to be, you know, the best that we can be. If that means bigger than a certain artist, then, you know, if they're going to put the work in to get there, like you're you're not going to hear a negative word out of me and kudos. Like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I think I think there's do you think I think it would happen that if that if he, if it's possible that he can be. Just yeah. Take, yeah. I feel like he's yeah, I mean, well on track to being bigger than Excision. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at him. He's got his Fractals tour. He threw that Cove mm -hmm. show or whatever, the Sunset Cove, I think it was. He also has Florida, and the first bank center and one night here and then the next night Red Rocks. Oh, sold wow. out completely. Sold out he's got a he's got a he's got a crazy cult following and when you have that, you know, sky's the limit. Like you can and, and it, it only grows, you know, with with the more stuff that he's doing, because from what I understand, I don't know him personally, but like from what I understand about him, he is like he's he's been a grinder for years. And I people think mm -hmm. I think people forget that. Like I have some people who have grew up in line and, and like knew him from like his Philly days and when he was playing in like warehouses and all this stuff. And like people, I feel like are like, oh, well, him and Grizz made Gristronics and that blew him up. Mm. No, there was a long time before mm -hmm. that where he was he was being consistent and just working and just and i think he still to this day like he he I, from what i understand he cranks out tunes like all the time dude <laughs> he puts the time in and you know if you put like in if you put the time in good things will happen to you mm -hmm. and he gives so much back to his fans he's very personable he makes time to meet them after every shows yeah he's constantly posting like selfie videos on his story just talking about his personal life and Sonia right. just like hey mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a normal guy like i just i just happen to make we're all weirdos know, books, man i just happen like, to we're make all weirdos. and people love it <laughs> <laughs> we're all weirdos mm -hmm. exactly yeah, you are. we're all human but it's That's the way fine. that he made his fans feel and i think that's why so many people gravitate towards him and towards his energy because like whatever he put out it's clearly 
come back to him and cultivate it into right. where, what he is now. And so many people want to release on his label and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just I think, think it's a very... I think they're both equally massive. Like yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. just, they're just, they're out there. They're, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It goes back to that relatability thing that you mentioned earlier. Like Subtronics is so relatable because he's like using social media to help people see into his daily life. And it's like, oh yeah, like not only just like, yeah, I smoke weed also, but like, I also have a dog or like, yeah, my apartment looks like that. Or like whatever he does on a daily basis is so relatable for people. They just, they attach onto it. And people, well, people like transparency. People like, people like that sort of thing. And, you know, he, I've met him once. He probably doesn't remember, but I met him once, like before, like pre Grizztronics type stuff. Like it was at this little festival in North Carolina, actually, that he was headlining. Um, and I talked to him for a little bit and super just genuine, like nice, you know, just nice guy. He had his uh, he, he had first just got his Kendama, I think, because I know wow. he because I know he's on social media, uh, always like doing like Kendama stuff which that's a skill in its own because I've tried and I'm, I'm just terrible. Like it doesn't, Same. it doesn't work for me. I can't do it. It's, I don't have the hand eye court. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but 10,000 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I think we should move on to some of our submitted questions here that we got. Oh yeah. Ooh, we got a couple. So we got a question from Krantis. He wants to know how much do you love Krantis on a scale of one to ten? Hmm. <laughs> you really have to think about that, huh? Dang. <laughs> no, that's my that's my homie, man. That's my homie. Uh, we, yeah, I would say I'll give him a solid. I'll give him a solid. You know, I'll give him a solid eight point five. It's a good guy. He's from he's from New Hampshire. I, I went and played a show up there. Super nice, hospitable, you know, good artist, killer DJ, like really good producer, you know, super sick guy, man. Super energetic guy. And I like that. Like we just chat all the time. He, we message all the time. We work on music and stuff like, you know, yeah. I'll give him 8.5. Love give him 8.5. It. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's um, solid. <laughs> Erica. Erica mm-hmm. Woland is asking mm-hmm. what your biggest career accomplishment is. At the current moment, it, it's a, I mean, I'd, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Lost Lands probably. And then, and then I think the biggest thing is, is still yet to come mm. uh, very soon. Oh, word. But word. yeah. Um, next month but <laughs> i think uh i i would think I, it's very hard i would say number one would be lost lands and number two would be you know just working with shack and stuff just because that that one meant the shack thing meant so much to me just because i you know grew up as avid sports fan and and you know basketball was one of the sports that i played in high school so it, it meant a lot to me, you know, just from seeing like my childhood, like it all came to fruition. It's like full circle moment. Like it's it, life is crazy, man. I mean, it's like, you can stay Shaq in any household in the world and they'll know who everyone is, knows you can't like my parents don't know who Elenium is. Like they don't know who from, from age, is. from age, like <laughs> two to 92, yeah. everyone, everyone can recognize him. Like, it's just, it, 
it doesn't matter. Very cool. I think our biggest accomplishment would be if we can get Shaq on the podcast yeah. one day. I got you. One day. Shaq, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah, we reached out to him waiting for a reply. Oh, okay. We'll send I, a follow hey, they might they might do it. I would that would I I'm tuning into that. I want to yeah. see that. I think a lot of people <laughs> would like to see that. <laughs> I think so too. I mean shit. I would, he, I would have it on replay. Yeah. I wonder if he could fit on the screen. Right? We would like, have to like tilt the screen. <laughs> he, he's he's like, I'm a big guy, you know, and he makes me look like a small child. Like Dude, it is, yeah. it is I'd never stand that close to him, but like it, it's like because I'm like six four oh, and no. like he's he I got I've never had to do this to somebody like never it's just it just doesn't happen but the only two people I've done that to is Shaq and Chassie because Chassie's like yeah. six eight six nine he's Chassie's he's a really mountain. tall <laughs> he's a mountain of a man tree Love yeah him to death. We have um, on our list of people to get on the podcast, it's Shaq and Space Laces. Those oh, are like I, the two that we really want. The goat. Yeah, right. The goat of all goats. Your favorite producer's favorite producer, right? <laughs> Literally. <now>. Literally. That's <laughs> it. That's it. If you know, you know. Yeah. God, and if you don't insane. know, then, I, then shame on he's you. He's insane. He's insane. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. This is from Droid. Oh, four. How do you decide how much filth a track needs to have? So for me, and, and I'm very, uh, in regards to when I'm making songs, like I know everybody has their different ways of, of, of creating. And I've always like a lot of my friends always are like, Oh, I just crank out a drop first. And then I go and I do all the extra stuff. Uh, I don't do that. So like, I, I want my tracks to all be completely, I want them to be playable. Cause I really focus on playability in regards to, uh, overall structure. And, you know, I make tunes with DJs in mind. So where it's easy to mix in and out of, and then in regards to like sounds and things like that, I literally start almost if, like probably 95% of tracks. I start with the intro and go. Like I start from the beginning and go all the way through because I feel like when you do, and there's some cases I've started with a drop before, but I really like writing and making intros and all that stuff. And I want everything to be cohesive because sometimes I feel like you have tracks nowadays that are the drop is the drop is dope, but then it doesn't, it doesn't fit like with the rest of the song. And I feel like uh, musicality nowadays in regards to intros and things like that gets overlooked because I feel like we're in the age of sound design. And and I've just never really been one that, you know, I think it's more of a vital tool to be a good sampler and resampler than it is to be a good sound designer. I, that's just what I feel, just because you can make all the craziest sounds you want to. But if you can't apply them musically, like, what's the point? It's all got to be, it's all got to be, you know, it's got to flow nicely, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I, I want to impress, I want to impress my audience. I'm, I don't, I honestly like, I, and, and 
all my producer friends don't kill me for this, but like, I don't care about impressing other producers. I really don't. And just because I, that's just part of the music that I like to make. I like to make stuff that gets played out. Mm -hmm. I like to make things that are, you know, have some, some simplicity to them. Um, And, you know, like, like, for example, let's use, let's use attention. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everyone's favorite ID. uh, Right. You know what I mean? Like attention. Like, think about it, like attention, the way it seems, it was a very, it, it was somewhat complex to make it, but like the overall, um, when you listen to it, there's a simplistic factor to it, which makes it playable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whether it's, whether it's, a, and you can, you can do that in multiple ways. You can do that in sounds. You can do that in sampling. You could do that using a, a, like a specific vocal that goes over well, you know, so many different options but just like for me this is just a personal thing for me as an artist is that i i like making music that gets played mm-hmm. you know and and i strive for that i strive for um cuz you have to think about like think of a bass music crowd okay what is the what is the motion that they're doing they're headbanging in unison it's it's just the consistent one two you know and mm-hmm. If you want people to follow along with you and you want people to do that, you need to make it as like somewhat simple sometimes. And, you know, that's that's just in regards to filth. You know, I I love my sustains. I love, you know, I, I love quarter notes. I love doing like, you know, I just I love all that stuff. It's just it's just I guess it's just my sound. I don't know it. Every time every time I'm making a tune, I just it honestly it's just trial and error. And I tell I tell people that all the time, uh, like other producers, when they have trouble or they're stuck or they're in a writer's block, like if I if I get stuck on a heavy tune, I'll literally stop and I'll go start writing some very like melodic stuff because it makes me start thinking out of that box. It makes me I, that's just how I get that those creative juices back flowing again because you're not focused on just making bases and or sustains or, or anything like that. Like you're, you're completely changing your mindset. And then when you like let a project sit, sit and you go back to it, sometimes you'll be amazed on what you create where you just were stuck. And that's though, that's just one tip that I always use, like just for myself and, and other artists have, have, I've told that to them too. And they've seen success doing that. And they're always like, I can't believe this worked. Mm -hmm. When you start thinking outside of the box and you're not just trying to force, you know, bass music all the time, you get two things. You, you get out of that writer's block potentially, and you start making stuff that you normally wouldn't. And, you know, that makes you more versatile as an artist and as a producer, like you're just, you're making all these different genres all the time. And like, like what Matt does, honestly, I, I love, I love his like, I don't know what he calls it, Neo but wave? like this, Neo like wave, he- yeah. this heavy, like wave stuff. Yeah, it's insane to me, but it's because it's because it's so different. Yeah, and well, like it's it's nuts. It's nuts. He, um, he's so producing like, a whole other genre, pretty much. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, going off of what you were saying about how, like, when you get stuck trying to always replicate the same thing, that's actually like how his neo wave stuff came about. Is because 
he was sick of trying to create like textbook headbanger shit. Like he literally mm-hmm. got upset because he was like, this is such basic quarter note bullshit. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. he just challenged and I was always playing hard dance around him and stuff. And like, he just, he used to make like future bass stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he just challenged himself to like replicate some of the new songs he was hearing, but do it in his own way. And like, now look what came out of it. So yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying is that you, he probably like, if he wouldn't have went outside of that creative box and started, that's where you really get to pushing yourself creatively. Like as an artist, you, you just, you just start creating something like just for the hell of it. Like you just, and then look at what happened. Like he, he put that time in and started creating something different. And now like I'm sitting here talking about it. Right. Like it's, it's nuts. And, and I used to make hard dance too. I used to make hard dance. Yeah. Go back to my SoundCloud mm-hmm. catalog. <laughs> wow. Okay. We need to do some still, investigating. So if we investigate and look at the old freaky tracks, will they be there? The hard trap and hard dance, but that 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 point in time, I was on like harsh and stuff like that, and 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 all those things. I've made hard style probably for a solid like year, year Maybe. and a half. Oh man, that going into that with combining it with hard trap and like hard side trance and stuff, mm-hmm. like love that hard side. Yes, yeah. Christina like had when- been on a hard dance train, like like there's like literally that's like what we listen to every day now and always sending each other ids <laughs> me and me and lays have a tune that has a uh that has a cool little uh hard side switch up in it so oh word oh okay yeah. love yeah. that are you expecting that soon look out for that this year probably hopefully i gotta finish it though <laughs> hell yeah yes cool well right. we have we have one more submitted question <laughs> this From, is uh, bit... your your lovely uh manager <laughs> the Steph Land is asking why Arby's is your favorite restaurant. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> uh, talking, isn't that your favorite restaurant me? ever? That is the worst restaurant on planet Earth. It is. It is. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Okay, so because I went, oh, I went on a. I have to turn my hat around for this. I went on. <laughs> so on the side I do a little bit of like DoorDash and stuff so like I, I there was this one day that I was I was like in the middle of working and like I I went to Arby's like twice in a row and I had to deliver somebody food twice in a row from Arby's and I was like who orders this mm-hmm. delivery like, who exactly so like it's gonna be cold like it who is who's sitting here and going through your DoorDash app with all these delicious options, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, you know what? I want this probably going to be cold fast food roast beef sandwich. That's what I want. What kind of psychopath does okay. that? Who, gross. who, everyone's always like, oh, but they're curly fries slap. They do and I'm though. Just like, I'm just like, you can buy the curly fries at Walmart, like, and just and throw the ones from Walmart fry. will probably taste better. They, oh I God. have them in, I literally have them in my freezer <laughs> right now, and they taste exactly, if not better, than from the store. So, who, who goes there? What, <laughs> who eats, who wants to eat that? And, Oh, the cheddar sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Nothing like runny cheese whiz on a roast beef sandwich. It's making my stomach. That was made made 30 minutes ago. 
and getting delivered to my house and sitting outside and everything. Like I had people on Twitter and, and, and Instagram that were like, bro, you're wrong for that. I'm like, no, I'm exactly right. Like this <laughs> yeah. is, this is not like, it's cause I went, I went on a rant on Instagram, on my Instagram story. And I, I, I remember seeing that and your Twitter too. You went on a rant on Twitter. I literally <laughs> like, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like I went there twice in a row with different people. And I'm like, bro, like you could just, you could have ordered like chilies or something. Like you could have ordered something delicious. Like instead, instead you just want this, like probably soggy, like just, Oh my God. It makes mm-hmm makes my mouth water from throw up like this is just it's not it's not appetizing at all like and and anybody anybody who's like you know what like I don't like you anymore because you don't like Arby's whatever dude like just get get out of my face with that like that's you're not gonna see eye to eye here like did you know that they bought the Arby's bought Dunkin Donuts oh Wait, for like, was this for recent? Like, yeah, for like two or like four billion dollars. Where the hell did Arby's get four billion dollars? Yeah, who owns I, Arby's? I, literally, who? What? And 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 I think I have to Google myself after this because I might be wrong, but I do think also that they bought Buffalo Wild Wings too. No way. I think. I think. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, we're living in the land of conglomerates. It makes it it makes mm. no sense to me. Okay, but I, I have to it. know. I have oh, to know. God. In and out or Whataburger? Whataburger is absolute garbage. Like <laughs> thank you. In and out, in and out forever. <laughs> like their yes. fries are trash, but like if you're talking about the burger, no, it's like animal style with chopped chilies on it. That's that's it. That's that's the move. It's better than Shake Shack, awful. Mm. Like Honestly, for right. me, honestly, for me, it's like in and out and the per- and like because I love I love smash burgers. Like I love I'm a big foodie. Like if I wasn't doing if I wasn't doing, you know, music, like I would probably be in like went through culinary school and done that. I just enjoy to cook and stuff like that. Um, so it's like. It's like in and out. Honestly, second, I might even put like steak and shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like pretty good. The steak and shake garlic burger is like is fire. I just damn, you're making me hungry over here. I don't, yeah. Shit. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what's third. Maybe like Culver's Freddy's. or um, Freddy's. Actually, Freddy's actually is, is really good. Yeah, their fries are fire. Don't they have like that sauce? Don't they have like some special like mm-hmm. like fry sauce or they something? Have regular fry sauce and spicy fry sauce. Yeah, the spicy fry sauce. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm gonna put. You're right. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Freddy's at three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but in and out whataburger is every time i've eaten at whataburger it's like super like it's like it's like it's a smash burger but like the bun is smashed too mm. <laughs> like it's just it's weird i don't know i just i can't vibe with it i don't know i don't like it yeah well we can settle the debate arby's is garbage and <laughs> in and out is better than whataburger Chiba Hut is the best restaurant on planet earth Chiba Hut. yep Really? No question. That's no question. Funny that you would say that. No question. Yeah. Because they have, Kool- of they have Kool Aid on tap. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And it's they their nice sandwiches. Drinks. Their sandwiches are. Mm-hmm. Oh the my white, gosh. The White Widow is really good. 
See, I almost got that last. I get the Thai stick, but I get the Jamaican red hot sauce on it, and it's it's fire. Wow. Well, we know Damn. what to get catering when you come to Denver. <laughs> literally. You already know. <laughs> off, literally, last time I was in Denver, off the plane to Chiba Hut. No yeah. lie. Every, every time. Shit. Every- I haven't even gone there since That's college, funny. if I'm being honest. Oh, my I was never God. really much of a Chiba they Hut. Have, they have, really. like, the big chocolate chip cookies and stuff that just mm-hmm. stare at you in the face while you're paying for your food, and you, like, have to get one because they're like they're like this big yeah yeah like, oh i was We're only i was only going it. if i was stoned to the bone literally mm-hmm. that's <laughs> it. College. That's, <laughs> it. that's what you do we're actually getting one they're opening one finally like 20 minutes from my house like the first one in the state like wow. on 420 this year so i'm gonna be the first oh, one on 420 oh work yeah first Perfect. one in line people don't oh, even yeah. know they don't even know well, I think this is our cue to go into the lightning round. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dinner time over here. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> Have you, you seen our lightning round? You see like quick spit out the answers. We'll ask you a question and then you just like answer as quick as you can. Okay. Right. It's, that's hard for me, but I will. <laughs> Lost Lands or Base Canyon? Lost Lands. Do you produce any other genres? Yes. And what are they? I make like melodic dub and future bass. I have, I I dabble in hard dance still. Like I try to incorporate it in songs. Uh, And then I I do some, I do some projects where uh, it's not for me, but it's like house-based stuff. But Cool. Love that. Don't tell Twitter. I won't. You, you won't Twitter. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Don't tell EDM Twitter, at least. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm not scared. <laughs> All right. Who are your producer best friends? Hmm. Honestly, damn, that's I have a lot. Do I have to like pick? Do I have to pick? I would say I'll give I'll give five. I'm gonna say Matt just because I talk to him very very often. Uh, I would say VRG. Um, you guys are playing a show together, aren't you? Mm-hmm. New Wave? Yes. Yes. That is my company, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, mine and Wait, my fiance's what? company. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. We just, we, we, we started that together this year. So that's Congrats. our, that's our, that's our little baby. Love it. Um, I will say Resurrect. Um, hmm. let me think. Perry Wayne, mm-hmm. Plasma, Plasma's the homie. Love Plasma, and then I'll give I'll give honorable mentions. I'll give like Revlo. I'll give like Vulcan. There's a guy out of Arizona. His name's Om, and he's an awesome human being. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna stop there. I have tons more. Like I, I have a whole list, but I, that would take too long. You said fast, so. <laughs> Resurrect is that razor skirt? I don't know how to say Resert it. Like RZ skirt. Resert skirt. Resert skirt. Lighting up Resert skirt. Oh my god! That sounded so hood. Because he's so he's coming because he lives in Texas. So when I'm I'm playing, I'm playing with Excision and, and Louis J and uh, Ace Aura in Texas next month. Oh, yeah. And 
Resurrect. Res- oh my god, I can't wait to call him Resurrect Skirt. Resurrect. I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring him <laughs> up on stage because we have a oh team that god. I just finished today. I'm gonna bring him up on stage and be like, "Yo, give it up for Resurrect Skirt." <laughs> Resurrect Skirt. <laughs> I see Come him on. all over. I see his name. I don't, never knew how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's Resurrect. That's so okay. funny. <laughs> Sorry, Resurrect Skirt. Resurrect Skirt. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I forgot. I forgot one. I forgot one. Black Sheep. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know how I forgot him. I don't know how I forgot him. Yeah. You're tuning in to a new episode from Resurrect Skirt. Resurrect Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> That's so I can't I can't wait to tell them that. That's what that's what goes on inside my head. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Where'd you get skirt from? I don't I just didn't it's know like, how many letters like were in it. R Z R R Z R K T. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Reserve? Where's the skirt? Skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It needed a little something to top it off. Oh my gosh. That's too funny. That's hilarious. Oh, God. Okay. Well, our next question is Fuck, Mary, Kill, Blaze, Alien Park, Vastive. I don't think. Um, it's Mary, Fuck, Kill, right? Mm-hmm. I got to marry Blaze because that's my homie. Aw. Um, so cute. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I'll probably. I'll probably kill Alien Park. Just cause that sounds so bad. Like, <laughs> it's just a game, guys. It's just a game. Uh, just a game, literally. Yeah. And then the other People one will take be it too personal. <laughs> other one would be Vastiv. That's a homie as well. You would marry Vastiv. Oh, or is it? It's Mary Fuck Kill. No, you were Mary Blaze. Not Mary Blaze. Mary Blaze. I, I get. I'm not saying it, but like, (laughs) (laughs) not trying to get in trouble with the fiance. (laughs) There's no right way to say that. It's like the two. It's like that, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'm also gonna kill this person. You're gonna, you're gonna do the thing. (laughs) I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the dirty with Vastic. And, and I'll kill Alien Park just because I don't I don't know Alien Park as well mm-hmm. as I do the other two. So, so you're gonna create a collab with Vastiv? I have I have. <laughs> I see what you did there, but yeah, yeah, I guess no, it's protect. No, it's 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 consensual and it's protected. Love it. Yeah, you know yeah, I don't know where he's for been. OS. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know where he's been. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. <laughs> we got two more. So what is your pre-show routine? Okay, so as I've stopped drinking like a year and a half ago, so what I do is um, I literally like get jacked up on Monster Energy. Like that's not even a joke. Like I, I, I get like, I don't get nervous, but I get like excited and like, anxious like not like jitters but like I'm just like I'm ready to go mm-hmm. like because I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time I spend a lot of time out of a green room I like being in the crowds I like watching other people play and and you know experiencing that and meeting people and talking with fans or supporters and everybody and and 
you know, because when I go into a show, I I don't have a set like a set like setup. I I know the first song I'm playing and the last song, and everything else in between. It's I'm still treated as a DJ, like because you don't necessarily know for a fact what um what uh for, sorry my dogs are barking like crazy the crowd um, the crowd reaction yeah you don't know what people are going to react to um in different cities and things like that so like you have to be able to you know mix on the fly like very quickly and because you want to give everybody like overall the best experience or whatever you want them to like the stuff you're playing so mm-hmm. i usually have the first song at the top I have the last song at the bottom and everything in between is just everything that I could potentially play and that I would want to play. And I basically just wing it the entire time until it's time to fit in the last song and stuff, just because you don't, you just never know. Um, but in, in before playing a set, yeah, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually, you know, two or three Red Bulls or monsters, like, cause I'm, I'm just naturally like I get tired. So like mm-hmm. that keeps me, that keeps me awake. I can't like smoke or anything before because I'll fall asleep. Yeah. Um, afterwards though, as for like the come down, but like, I, I really, honestly, the two things that I always get the most like shit for on my rider is I get monster energy drinks and I I'm sitting back there eating Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Yeah. Hot and spicy Cheez-Its. <laughs> Ooh. That's the move. Nice. Just be back there munching. Yes. Munchy hours. That's it. So uh, you need a sponsorship from Monster. Oh, sounds like also Capri Suns, Ooh, one yeah. flavor, <laughs> Pacific Coolers or any nothing else, just the whole pack, just gone. Love nice. them. Love them. See it. Yeah, I feel like I I'm see Capri Suns in so. a lot of green rooms. <laughs> I love them. I'm trying to get them to sponsor me, and they keep they keep ignoring me. Yeah, they'll shack to help or something. Right. Like, hey Shaq, dude, I'm really trying to get this, you know, I'm really trying to get the sponsorship by Capri Sun Pacific Cooler. Like, help a brother out, man. Like, please. Yeah. Wait, do you do you have Shaq's phone number? No. Oh. I do I do speak with him. I just don't have his phone number. I have I have his producer Brian's phone number. Oh, hell yeah. But you nice. know, I, I honestly, honestly, it's just I, I I speak with him sometimes on Instagram, but that's mm-hmm. it. That's fair. Yeah, that's how it is with most artists, even like for us. I'll see him this weekend. Oh, yeah. Get a picky. Yeah, so he can actually see how small I am, (laughs) according to or next to him. (laughs) Well, we have one more question. What artists, what upcoming artists do you think should be on our watch list? Hmm. Resort skirt. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go check him out now. <laughs> no, he's in, it's insanely fired. Like I mean that. Like he he was he got like he I think like at one uh, on Thunderdome I think Excision played seven of his tunes. Oh wow, Jesus! Yeah, That's yeah. Good for him. Like it's nuts. <clears throat> um, on the lookout for how many do you want? Like three, three, three. three. Yeah. Okay, we'll do three. I'll say Prantis actually is one. Hmm. His 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 style is very like it's very unique and very different. And and 
you know, I've heard some of the stuff that he has coming and it's, it, I don't, I don't think it sounds like anybody else. Let's see. Autocorrect. Mm-hmm. But you guys, you, you guys know auto, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's a guy, there's a guy named Echo Drone. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. He's from, he's from my area. So okay. I'm, I'm always, gonna, I'm always going to be very, you know, when, when people from my area are doing dope stuff, like, I'm definitely going to give them props and, and shout them out and stuff when I can. Um, another guy, uh, he's another local artist here. His name is Devtro. And okay. he's, he, he's gonna, you know, with, with hard work and stuff, I, I honestly, I stay on him. He's a very good friend of mine. He's actually on that show with me in VRG. Oh yeah. He's the, the one he's that you're the throwing? Under art. Yeah, he got played out by Excision for the first time at Thunderdome as well. And it was like a big moment for him. And it was really cool to see, you know, some, I, I just, I'm always, I'm a very, you know, I came from a very humble beginning in the industry and stuff and, and how I got introduced to electronic music yeah. and things. So like, I'm very much of a homebody. I like, I like supporting people, you know, in, in Charlotte and the Carolinas and stuff in the surrounding areas in this mm-hmm. region and stuff. So when, anytime when anybody's doing some like dope shit, I want to, I want to do, you know, do what I can to, you know, get their names in, in other people's ears and stuff. Um, All right. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. That's awesome. Another one is Typhon. Yes. yes, I love love his stuff. Same. Yeah. And one more, one more I'll say is this guy named Caster, which you guys might know who he is. Um, How do you spell it? Caster, C-A-S-T-E-R. He's released on, he's had an EP on Subsidia last year. He's released on Monster Cat. Like he, oh, he's, wow. he's Ophelia. from, he's, oh, yeah, okay. Ophelia, uh, really, really good friend of mine. And in like one of the most insane producers I've ever like, and he's super young. So it's he like, he looks really young. Wow. Oh no, okay. he's, he's you, young. I think you he's have like a song, you have a song with Deandra, Deandra Fay. Yeah, my song "Wide Awake." I have two. I have De- I have "Wide Wait, Awake," what? and I have the caster tune. Actually, was DeAndre. That was my first time working with her. And then "Wide Awake" was on one of the Dawn compilations uh, with just me and and her. Oh shit! How did I miss this EP? This caster EP? I've never seen this. This. Yeah. What? Listen. Listen to listen to Rise of the Beast, and then thank me later. Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> I know what I'll listen to after like, this. I know. It's it's insane. Wow. He's, he's insane. He's insane. Very cool. He also has he also has a lot of hard dance influence in his music too. Which is eight thousand monthly. Yeah, he's, wow. he's, he's crazy. Um, okay. How Love have that. I not heard of this? Guy? He's from Poland. He's not from over here. Okay. Here, he's from Poland. Cool. That's so, so cool. he's 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 insane. Like <laughs> that's, that's just the best way to put it. He's he's a he's a he's it's 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 remarkable the the amount of talent that he has just in a just in a studio. Like it's and what he creates and and he works really fast and it's mm-hmm. mind blowing to me that the quality that he puts out is done as quickly as he like it's 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 madness. Wow, definitely gonna add him to our radar mm-hmm. to our watch list yeah he's yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be you're gonna see his name a lot love it hell yeah well that concludes the lightning round <laughs>
you you survived i made it <laughs> you made it, it through the interrogation yeah you made it through the entire interrogation so you can take a deep breath now good i was nervous um do you have any final words that you'd like to say to the audiences before we uh let you free um i will say just because i love you guys i will say that there's something coming next month that is that a lot of people actually have been waiting on and asking me about, but I've, I've kind of, you know, and I'll still keep it kind of under wraps, but just know next month, something big is, is coming uh, from my corner. I'm sure it will grab our attention. I'm, 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 ex- I'm, I'm, I'm this is what I've had. It's what I've had to be patient about. And I'm just, I'm excited for it to be out in the world and stuff. It's just the beginning, you know, it's the beginning of my journey starts with that. So well, like Chrissy said, it's going to grab everyone's attention. It's going to grab everybody's attention. Yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of attention on this thing. Yeah, good attention for sure. It's something that's been, it's been like three years in the making. So like it's finally, wow. you know, yeah, it's been basically since the beginning of COVID till, till now. Um, and I'm extremely proud of it and stuff. So. You guys, yeah. you guys are the first ones to get a get a hint about that. Yeah, if you you should send it to like Yale or send it to us for some coverage. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 share the news with our reporters. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yep. Once you have the press release, everything ready to go, then uh, can pass it off to our street team reporters. Hell yes. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that here in the coming weeks. I would I would guess. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being our guest. Thanks for chatting with us for the last hour. No, thank you guys. I'm, I miss you guys. I'll see you soon. I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully.